Good morning. Well, we're going to continue in our proverb, proverb chapter 3, and this morning we're going to look at verse 9 through to 10. I'll just read this verse to you. Honour the Lord with all your wealth, with your first fruits, all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, you might be thinking, well, unless I'm a farmer or a brewer, that doesn't really apply to me. Well, it does. And in order to understand these words, we need to know something about the time that they were written, the one that they are spoken to, and the people that they were directed at. These proverbs, some of which were written by Solomon, and the rest Solomon had put together and brought it to us in his book, the book of Proverbs. And it's in a style here of a father speaking to his son. Now, the ultimate aim is to direct the Lord's people in the way that they should live. So here we have a reference to first fruits. So what would the first readers of this book understand by this? The reference to the the first fruits of the crops and the the flowing vats that they have. Well, come with me to another Old Testament book, the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to read the first 10 verses. Let's just see what they have to say to us this morning. When you have entered the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, Take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil to the land that the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. So what we have here, we have instructions from God to the people of Israel who have been freed from slavery and bondage, brought out of the land of Egypt, and they've been led into a new land and a new way of life. Now the reading goes on in Deuteronomy. And say to the priests in office at the time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and let it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Now what we have here is a confirmation of the acceptance of God's promise and also an act of faithfulness that they have in that promise. It reads on, Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Armenian and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians ill-treated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labour. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us the land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and now... I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord, your God, and bow down before him. So what these people are doing, they are giving to God. Why? Well, they're giving to God because of what God has given to them. With these things in mind, 
Come with me now to the New Testament, and we're going to have a look at Matthew's Gospel, and it's chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. To be honoured by others, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So this is about how we as Christians are to give back to God. And I want to take you now to another New Testament book, Hebrews chapter 6. And again, it's a few verses, verse 10 through to 12. This is what it says. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end, so that what you hope for may be fully realised. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now, this is about us giving back to God and giving to God because of what he has given to us. God gave us his son. And I want us to think about this as we go forward into this year, that we will be ready to give what we have in order to further the work of God and to be able to thank him for what he's done for us. And I'm going to finish, really, with the words of a carol. I know Christmas has just gone, but it won't do us any harm to listen to the words of this carol. The carol is in the bleak midwinter, and just a little bit from him. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what can I give him? Give him my heart. Let's just pray. Our Father, as we go into this year, we pray that that might be our prayer, that we might be willing to give of what we have, of what you have given us, that we might give it to your work and to your glory. And so through it, we as individuals and as a company of your people will be blessed. And our Father, we thank you for those simple words of that, that carol. But we thank you for the end bit. What can I give him? Give him my heart. May that be our prayer this morning as we ask these things in his name. Amen. Well, um, it's good to have been with you this morning and I'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, God continues to bless you. Bye now.